So before I start this episode, I wanted to do a brief introduction. This audio was recorded around a year and a half ago, but I just haven't had the time to work on it and edit. I'd moved to Amsterdam, I was finishing a master's, then moved to Rotterdam. But we are now within the corona quarantine time, and so I have had the time to edit this down a bit. I realise that when I get excited, I speak with a higher-pitched voice. (laughs) So I'm trying my hardest right now to speak in a lower register, and maybe I speak a bit quickly at times. But you should be able to follow. We are talking about black motherhood, what it is to be a black mother, and it's me and my mum, and it's my friend and her mum, and we're having a discussion together about the particularities of that. A lot of it was me laughing hysterically. Well, I think all of us laughing, but I've realised that I've had to kind of bring down the levels on a lot of the audio because I'm just cackling so much. Um, So if you are also cooped up at the moment and you're wanting something on in the background, this might be an interesting conversation to hear. Enjoy. Welcome to Between Ourselves, a podcast that centres the voices of black women in Europe. Today's theme is black motherhood and is there anything particular to being a black mother and a black daughter? I have with me my mum, Pepper Kaimakoni, I have Yancey Ralston and I also have Joey Ralston and they, um, we're each going to introduce each other because I thought it would be a fun exercise. Mum, should I introduce you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my mum, Pepper Kaimakoni. She's 53. She was born in Zimbabwe but came to the UK when she was four or four. And she had me at 21 and she had me, um, she was mainly a single parent with me. And we lived in some really cool locations. We lived in Amsterdam for a period and um, in Cambridge and then we settled in North London. And my mum is a creative. Um, She does poetry. um, She also creates interesting art pieces. Um, She's a very deep thinker and I'd say quite spiritual. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely the last sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can have a go with me. Yeah, um, Sekai's more educated than me, so I can hardly keep up actually, so I know she's got a, you've got a first class degree in African studies from Birmingham. This isn't a credential thing, this is like, who am I? Who are you? Who are you? Um, Ironically, I think Sekai is actually, she's sort of my father's ideal daughter she's kind of the dream deferred she's the child he wishes he'd had <laughs> but a child like this isn't just born you know what I mean you have to you have to make a model so so yeah and I suppose a high achiever but a high achiever also with a um I'm always wanting them to have a balance with the emotional life as well so I think she's also a nice person as well not just a complete geek or a nerd or just about the grades or academia. So I think that's who Sekai is. Aww, Child, that's lovely. Yeah. Oh, nice. Child of light. Yeah. No pressure, Yancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my daughter, Joey. Her actual name is Joellen, but she disapproves of being called her whole name, as she says. So this is Joey. She's 28. 
Um, Joey is what one would call an old spirit in, in her way she behaves and thinking and her actions. She's full of contradictions because she's very <laughs> kind. <laughs> She's very kind. She's, she's kind, she's considerate, she's incredibly loving, but she has this thing of being very, um, she doesn't suffer fools gladly. Good. So she tells people as it is, whether they like it or not, she just says it as she sees it. But underneath it all, it comes from a place of love and compassion. I'll take that. This is my mum, Yancy Ralston. She is 56. And just wonderful. I don't really, it's weird to describe someone who's in the room. Um, Had me when she was 23, 8, 28. (laughs) You'll cut that out. (laughs) Um, Had me when she was 28, um, born in England, moved to Trinidad, had my brother and I in Trinidad. Um, and then we all moved back to England. So just did a remarkable thing, really, raising kids internationally, if you will, in a really backwards country like Trinidad, but still making sure that we were wonderful human beings. But then raising us in England and still making sure that we were fresh and <laughs> had that very, very like Caribbean culture, which is amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. And for our Trinidadian listeners, like, when you'd say Trinidad was backwards. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when I say backwards, I don't mean... Let's say traditional. Okay, there we go. Okay, so it's quite a contrast to here. Yeah, definitely. It's okay. Although it is very built up and that, mm-hmm. um, it's still quite... Conservative? Conservative. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay, cool. Very controversial words I was going to use. <laughs> Um, so I thought the first I thought an interesting question to ask both of you actually is how were you mothered okay it was my mother my I was mothered under um, difficult circumstances I was mothered in Trinidad. I was grandmothered mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. Um, until the age of nine and then I was mothered. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mothered in a family that was what we will call um, different. Mm-hmm. So um, children would turn up who were the, the products of my father and they would be you know, there would be a new sibling probably every year. Okay. There would be a new sibling, older than me, but would turn up to be part of the family. So it made my mother's role as a mother quite difficult. Um, my mother is white English, and she was raising a black daughter um, with a more or less absent father because he did what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was different. She, she tried her best. She mm-hmm. really did. And one of the things that um, really always stands out to me is that it was my white mother who taught me blackness. Oh. So I always remember one of the first books she gave me was The Bluest Eye. Mm. Um, and she just said to me, read it and, and see if you can identify with what's in there. And we had mm. many a conversation and we still do about it. Mm. And I think that's interesting that you were grandmothered first. Mm-hmm. And like, what was that difference in terms of the interaction between you and your grandmother and you and your mother? Like, how was that different? 
it, it when I, well, I was grandmother, but I was the apple of my grandmother's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, she passed away. She was she was pretty poorly, and then she she passed away. So, I I have it might be in my mind. You know, when someone passes away, we we kind of glamorize them. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure whether she really was a lovely person <laughs> or whether it was my young um, imagination. Yeah. But she was. She tried her best. Mm-hmm. She did what she what she thought was right mm-hmm. um, to raise me under some tough circumstances. Thank you. And how were you mothered? Um, I don't think I was mothered by my mother, but um, I can see generationally why that would be an issue for her because she wasn't brought up with her mum. Mm. And my mother's got this funny name because in Shona you're named according to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And her name, translated in Daizue, means, what did I know? So I have the feeling that my grandmother wasn't expecting to have this baby. I think she probably thought she was menopausal, frankly. (laughs) So there's a really big gap between her and that she's one of eight. And she spent the first two years living with her sister and brother-in-law in a school. And... You know, she she sort of talks to me about by the age of two, she was already being stood on a stool with, you know, and and reading and writing, doing, she was in class already. So I don't think my my grandmother is maternal. So therefore my mother isn't, doesn't necessarily have that modelling. And then on top of that, when my parents first got married, she was not, well, she had me at 19. And then my father was in detention for the first five years of their marriage. Mm. So I just don't really think they had a chance. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got an art piece, which is based on a photograph of me and my mum, me as a baby. And I've recently framed it. And it's only now when I'm looking at it and I look at my mum's face and I suddenly realise she was depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But oddly, I'm very happy, <laughs> which is really, yes. which is really good news. So there was never, and my father's got his own kind of baggage, and his family have got baggage. So intergenerationally, I can see, like my grandmother on my mother's side, she grew up in an orphanage. They didn't have parents. Her name means teardrops, masodzi, and she only had her sister. And I think they were kind of used and abused by family members who took them in. So I. I, you know, my father had a wicked stepmother. You know what I mean? There's a point where I'm a bit like, I, I can't really blame them. They sort of yeah. didn't have a chance. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So there was no mothering as such. But I think that's really interesting that you're able to take into appreciation your mother's context that would shape her ability to mother or not, or your experience of her. Kind of like you were saying about your grandmother, I think sometimes it can be a bit different like I've always had a really positive interaction of with her as my grandmother and found her very nurturing and very loving so I think that's also really interesting how you can sometimes it can skip a generation or maybe that parent as they grow maybe is able to have another chance or go at it in a different way so yeah I think it's a different relationship I yeah. think a grandparent yeah grandchild yeah, relationship different. is different and to be so fair I I worked hard that she would have a good connection with yeah. you. Yeah. I didn't put that in. Yeah. But also, it's that thing, like, you shouldn't inherit my baggage mm-hmm. with my mother. Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. be something separate from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know, maybe I could spin the question on us. Okay. Mm. So, how were we mothered? How were you mothered? Um, I, I don't know. I think that's quite a difficult question. Like, I don't know how to articulate it. I think I was just mothered in the 
best way that my mum knew how she like as you said you didn't have like the best mother but my mum was that um to my brother and I like no shade to him but he was incredibly <laughs> difficult yeah. and for most of our lives you did it by yourself so we didn't really have a father figure my brother and my mother did the absolute best that you could so I think I don't know I was mothered in a very loving way but in a bubble I think because now that I'm out in the real world I'm like wow people aren't like my mum <laughs> which every day surprises me so I think yeah I was mothered in the best possible way in the most loving and comforting way but definitely in in our little bubble mm. in our little world Yance, was Yancey strict or was not with me with my brother because he was quite difficult at times yeah. um so I think I saw how strict she was with him yeah. and I was like I'm going to behave <laughs> <laughs> I will not cross this woman <laughs> but, really, yeah. but really like easy with me actually and you yeah. kind of let me do what I want. Also, because I'm, we are polar opposites, my brother and I, and I'm very, like, quiet, and I keep myself to myself, and I'm always, like, reading my books. I didn't, like, go out and hang out with all my friends all the time, so I think mum knew if she wanted to let me out, she could, and I wouldn't misbehave. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting, like, how... I was about to say a good mother, but that sounds quite judgy. Mm-hmm. Like, how, um, as a parent, it's important to kind of know the difference between your children and like yeah. maybe adapting to what would be appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, I'd say, how would you mother? I think... Oh, this is going to sound really bad. I think that... Say it. When I was younger... <laughs> I think because you were younger and there were, I experienced it as it not being so stable because we moved a lot, I think maybe I had a level of critique or judgement and wishing that we'd had that stability. But like you speak about your mother, I appreciate that you didn't necessarily have the support systems or the modelling to have that. Um, But I think as I got older, so I'm, what, 31 now, but when I was 21, so the age you were when you had me, I think I had a real... um, I couldn't be as judgmental of you because I was like, if I had a child now, (laughs) there's no way, there's no way. So I think it actually helped me getting older to, not that I'm like old, but like I think that helped me have more um, empathy or understanding for you and the difficulty, that how difficult it might have been for you. I also think like having my younger sister, who's 15 now, so her being born when I was 17, um, and seeing the difference in how you parented her, I think is really interesting as well. Because I feel, uh, but then again, it's that how each child is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say you were, you were strict, but you didn't, not strict, strict. Like, to be fair, I don't think you needed to be that strict with me because I was quite good. But in fact, I always find it surprising because you're not as strict with Alana than you yeah, were with me. I think me. I was stricter with you, <laughs> and I was I good. I was but with maybe it's you. like a first child thing. Yeah, they're strict on the first. Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I think, I think uh, so because um, for me, I had these very high expectations. Right. And in some respects, I thought part of being a parent was to mold him in the way that I thought I wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, I was young when I had when I had Jesse. I was nineteen. Yeah. yeah. So when Joey came along nine and a half years after, oh, I think I was much more mature yeah. then. Mm. But then I realised that actually, this 
person, this baby is a person in their own right mm. and should be allowed to develop in their own way, whatever that is, mm. but must be aware that there are certain boundaries mm. 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 and uh, that they have to go through in mm. life. And mm. I think that's the bubble she speaks mm. about, is mm. the fact that, you know, I, I kind of cocooned her but allowed her to be who she wanted. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I think that, like, I don't know if I describe it as a bubble, but I know what you mm. mean in terms of, like, having one experience in the home space and then going out into the real world and being yeah. like, oh my God. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's interesting for me when I speak to other people and I'm like, and your mum didn't tell you that? Like, yeah, definitely. I do think like, that. Like trusting your instinct and if you just don't feel comfortable yeah. in public space mm-hmm. just moving yeah. or like, what did you learn from this experience mm-hmm. and how are you going to do that differently and realising that other people haven't had that mothering or parenting yeah. that was kind of implanted in me? Yeah. Um, I also just wondering about um, the strictness, I wonder if it's possible to really unravel the, that from the fear. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. I think the two yeah. sort of go together, yeah, especially absolutely. for a black parent. What do you mean? I don't know, just the notions of... I mean, I, I would say now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of my parent was done in fear, but I didn't realise I was fearful. Mm-hmm. And I think it is the fear, the fear about things that have happened to you that you don't want to have mm-hmm. happen to your children, yes. and this fear of being in a sort of antagonistic society mm-hmm. so things like when Alana got her hair cut short and she said somebody had just the car had gone really near to spray water on her and then there's my fear that actually she looks like a black boy so she's going to be more targeted mm-hmm. I think they're all these small mm-hmm. yeah so all the time you're you know, you are I was hyper vigilant mm-hmm. as a parent mm-hmm. because I was afraid of these things that might that might occur. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for black parents, it's the, for us, it's the yeah. difference between life and death. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. mm-hmm. Isn't just isn't just stepping out of line. Mm-hmm. It's your child could lose their lose their lives. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that fuels mm-hmm. and fueled my parenting until I realised it. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel that to a certain extent now, not in the same way, but I I will notice. I and I'm working on this. I've, I realise I use you a lot as a sounding board. Like this happened today. Like what do I think about it? Like, I, I think having a strong parent is a really good thing, but also can be a challenging thing, because sometimes I'm like, what do I think? Because I'm so used to bouncing mm-hmm. off you. But, um, and sometimes in your reaction, we've spoken about this, how, like, you'll get angry, and then I'll realise, it will feel like it's anger directed at me, but really it comes from a place of fear mm-hmm. for me. And so when I'm able to kind of, like, extricate myself out of it, like, I know that you're only saying that because you don't want X, Y, or Z to happen... But I think maybe, I don't know, intergenerational trauma and, like, having certain experiences means that sometimes the parenting can operate from that fair mm. place, understandably. Indeed. 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 And, yeah, see, you had a boy, so yeah. I think then the fear is even more yeah. intense then. Mm. And, and I suppose because we grew up in, in Saffron Walden when, when Joey was growing up, my and she did experience prejudice and racism in primary school. Yeah. Mm. I was fearful for her and mm. I wanted to protect her even more from those experiences. Mm. So for me she was she was, you know, this precious little being that other people were taking out their whatever their bias was against and I felt I had to um, protect her even more than necessary in, in some respects. So, you know, 
thankfully Joey was in the type of child to want to go out. But whenever she did, she no, is right. <laughs> she was quite happy reading her book in the corner, oh. which was which was great yeah. because it meant she was home and she was safe. Mm-hmm. But when she did want to go out, my fear was that because she was a black girl in a yeah. in a predominantly white neighborhood, something may happen to her. And then for me, I had the uh, added dimension that her brother was also fearful for her. Oh. So rather than alleviating my fears, he would be, you know, his thing was, has Joey gone out? What time is she coming back? Oh, no. You know, so yeah. so it kind of made it, yeah, much more, much more difficult. So my parenting for Joey was more out of, as you say, fear, concern, mm. and, and wanting her to know that question mm-hmm. things and question circumstances and mm-hmm. question people yeah, because absolutely. you know the world out there is a bit dodgy yeah definitely I do feel like I have that now like I do because of that I do question almost everything and I'm like really wary I think and I do remember like having a conversation with mum and she was saying because I always say that Jess and I were brought up very differently sometimes it's a joke sometimes I'm being serious <laughs> and yeah, in that one particular conversation, the mum said that because raising Jassy as a black boy, she was raising him to survive, mm-hmm. whereas me as a black woman, she was raising me to be independent and to mm-hmm. fight for myself. Yeah. And I do think it's mm-hmm. it's a completely different ways of parenting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, even though it's one person, it's the same mother, mm-hmm. and we're siblings. Like we live in the same house, we are brought up in almost the exact same way, mm-hmm. but you just have to parent us completely differently. Mm-hmm. I do sometimes wonder that, like. How would you have parented a boy? No. I, I think I'd have really struggled. I think I'd have mm. felt like I need a man, mm. a black man. Because mm. I'm a bit, I'd always still mm. feel I'd have a limitation as a black woman mm. how to really help to grow him into a man. I'd definitely mm. have been looking for male role models. Mm. And, and although I'd want a child who was himself, mm. I would always really worry about just the overwhelming influence the patriarchy <laughs> no matter how good a mother yeah. you are and how good a woman you are something is happening oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. That you yeah. almost over because it feels like it can almost override everything that you've mm-hmm. done in the house so what do we do mm. i think i think step one is just realizing that actually yeah, yeah. you know because they're good women mm. who've got sons mm. yeah. and their sons are not necessarily mm. a reflection of how they've been brought up mm. but it's not necessarily our fault. No. Mm. I think there's some there are these external pressures that we have to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and you also both touched upon okay, so you grew up in Saffron Walden, very white. Mum, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder about the particularities of black mothering in a white context and how I don't know if you, I don't know if you have something to compare it against. Mm. Like, was there time when you were spending time in black space where you realised that you operated differently? Maybe. Mm-hmm. It, it was in the space that I I ever socialised in okay. at all. Yeah. So wanting Joy in particular to be aware of blackness, mm-hmm. it was about the books she read, the mm-hmm. films she looked at. Mm-hmm. But making sure that she was close to the family, mm-hmm. as in my side of the family. Mm-hmm. So she had her, her grandpa mm-hmm. who would tell her stories. Mm-hmm. So she's understanding that, that part of blackness. She had her grandma mm-hmm. um, in Trinidad, Granny Burgess, who 
she was that person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so she saw um, kind of a very strong, forthright, um, sometimes a little bit too much so woman <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Granny Birches. Yeah. So she so she Joy was getting that's I made sure she could get her life lessons from somewhere. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be in Saffron Walden. I did not socialise in Saffron Walden. I did not like the people in Saffron Walden mm -hmm. and still don't. Um, <laughs> because they, they they have been horrible to yeah, me. You terrible. know, when someone yeah. throws something at you and tell you go back to your bloody country. Wow. Yeah. I don't want my children in those spaces. Mm -hmm. So I had to find mm -hmm. the appropriate black spaces and when I wanted the you know I wanted them to have knowledge mm. and I know they would not get it in Saffron mm. Walden. You go to the library and there were no books mm. in the local library that had anyone that looked at a, look like us and I remember someone brought a book in um, Sister Soldier mm. oh, yeah. into the Saffron Walden library. It was the first black thing I'd seen in Saffron Walden. Yeah. I purchased the book and I think I gave it to every single person. You did. I remember that. I did. Wow. Yeah, I did. You know, so that's, mm. the, and that was what I had to do in those circumstances. But I think like you also visit Trinidad a lot, right? You took her. Yeah. Yes, because she had to know yeah. Yeah. that part of, you know, she had to know something about mm. blackness. Mm. And I parented her Though though I I'm, I'm black British, you know I was born in this country. I parented my children seventy five percent as a black Caribbean mother. Yeah, mm. Absolutely, definitely, and, and it was intentional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know so. It, not just the food, but you know, if they were being told off, mm -hmm. immediately my accent would change. Mm -hmm. They would get told yeah, off as a black definitely. mother from the Caribbean mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. So you know, so they had that influence, mm -hmm. and even now they they repeat things mm -hmm. like like Jassy has children, mm -hmm. and he tells yeah. them off the way I told <laughs> Yeah, even Pharrell, he's terrified of getting licks, oh, which is a Trini way of saying you're gonna get a beating, and. Fro is terrified of licks. It's just funny to hear him say things like that and yeah. repeat that when you're like, you're so British. <laughs> and he's been to Trinidad about three times maximum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Well, I suppose because I knew your dad wasn't really going to be in the picture, I made sure that you had really positive black female role models in my mother and in my sisters. To clarify, my father is white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what was going on. And also the other thing was, I think the things that my father wanted to instill in me as an activist, mm -hmm. I tried to instill, but from a positive point of view. Mm -hmm. So it was always the black dolls, but without the dogma. Mm -hmm. And the same with... <laughs> I get that. Same with the books. But I was also just aware that in Cambridge, although, you know, it's... It's, an upper, it's a weird little upper middle class mm. enclave. Mm. And, you know, you've got better education, you've got, you've got your green spaces, you've got good education, and, and medically, you know, it's above average. But then we had that weird incident at mm. your primary school, and she went to this, like, really lovely primary school, like, um, Clive James' house is just opposite it and everything. Oh, wow. it's, yeah. But... They were inviting, they used to have children come in for the day who were prospective, mm -hmm. you know, pupils. And little, you can't say, I can't the say name, her name, one, but <laughs> she's, from this, she's from this publishing family. And um, you're going to have to tell me the name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's from this publishing family. And you can imagine this girl's probably about eight. Mm. And apparently she said, You can't say the other name either. This girl who was coming had <laughs> an Asian sounding name. Mm. So 
the white girl says, we don't want another one of those at our table. Mm-hmm. And that's the point at which I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm not going to be able to fight this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if an eight-year-old yeah, is already child. saying that, yeah. do you know what I mean? And that's the point at which I decided we were going to move to London, mm-hmm. that the diversity was really, mm-hmm. was really important. And also because Sekai was already sort of making excuses for behaviour. Because, of course, mm-hmm. at that age, you know... They can't really deal with the weight of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. racism and oppression. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, it, it, it has to be an act, and that's not what she meant. But it was a, I just knew, even if we lose that on the other benefits, yeah, I, yeah it was like, I can't fight this, not as one person. But that, I remember that, though, because I remember coming out of school and being like, oh, mummy, we've got this new girl. But then so-and-so said that they can't have another one like you on our table. And I, I think I was genuinely like, yeah, I didn't... Yeah. I think you was that another one like me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. And that you must have clocked. And I, I remember having lots of... Ex- not lots of experience, but I remember, like, again, you being my sounding board, me telling you stuff, and you flipping, and me being like... But no, they're like this, mummy. Because what I'm taught yeah, out in the world was just very different yeah. to this like experience in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, yeah. and the irony was, the girl who was coming, she just had an Asian name. She was wasn't even Asian. No. <laughs> Her family were just like into um, meditation, everything, and they followed a guru. <laughs> oh my goodness! But that's how bad it was. And I was wow. like, no, we're not having any of that. <laughs> to London we go. Okay, I don't, I don't know, maybe we've kind of covered this. I was going to say, do you think there is something particular to black mothering and for us being a black mm-hmm. daughter? And I, I suppose this sounds quite, like, essentialist, but I mean it in terms of, like, is there some, are there some particular traits or approaches that you notice in, in yourselves, in each other, and maybe in other, like, black women friends who have black daughters? Is, mm-hmm. Are there certain things that you think are quite central? I mean, one of one of the things is about giving our our black daughters that resilience to be able to go out into that kind of scary world and deal with situations that it may come about, and not just in terms of racism, but when even when they're looking for relationships, is giving that, letting them see their their worth and knowing how much they are worth, mm-hmm. and to question. For me, it's a lot about questioning and, and, you know, for Joy, I would like to know that any situation Joy puts herself in, she takes time to reflect and question mm-hmm. and, and, and see deeper than the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, I think as a black mother, that is vitally important mm-hmm. um, because, they, you know, she's up against so many things, even in terms of, you know, if she... If she Things that she would like to have a black partner at some point is also questioning who is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it it is different and mm-hmm. it is a challenge because mm-hmm. I I can't see um, maybe they do but I I don't know but I don't see it in because I have other daughters mm-hmm. I have two white daughters mm-hmm. and I parent them very differently mm-hmm. because they don't have yeah. to experience those things. So we have very different conversations, but I'm parenting them still to be strong and go out into the real world. Okay, can I pull that out a little bit? So, okay, let me just. So, what I heard you say was that, like, what you think is particular to parenting a black daughter is kind of instilling in her 
like criticality yeah. and a strong sense of self mm-hmm. and kind of maybe not taking everything at face value mm-hmm. but you're like white daughters um, or your, your stepdaughters and um, mm-hmm. that the way you've parented them has you you still try to teach them to be strong and independent yes. but so how is that different it is quite different because even the they the, the, the spaces they go to to socialize at different spaces mm-hmm. so they won't come across some of the things that joy will mm-hmm. encounter say so you know the conversations are generally mm-hmm. very very different mm-hmm. and um it because for joy she has to know mm-hmm. what she's going to fight against mm-hmm. they don't have that mm-hmm. they yeah. they they have privilege mm-hmm. and yes i need to let them know that they have privilege mm-hmm. But I, I need to let Joy recognize that, mm-hmm. you know, even though her sisters are going down that path mm-hmm. and she is their younger sister, mm-hmm. she cannot go the full way with them because mm-hmm. they come from a, a privileged position. Okay, this is a whole other tangent, but like, <laughs> how, I mean, they're not here to answer this, but like, I wonder how they've experienced having a black mother as white women. I think that quite often, actually. I think it's, yes. yeah, <laughs> I really do, because I think yes. it's quite fascinating. And they're really it lovely is. girls. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think they would be very different if their stepmom wasn't black. Mm-hmm. I, I think because just the way that they carry themselves and the way that so mum has yeah very much taught us to be resilient, but also like you said, taught us self worth. And mm-hmm. I do think, like you said, you have instilled that a lot more in me. But the girls definitely mm-hmm. carry themselves quite differently to other white girls. Yes, yeah, other people around them or their friends or other people in their kind of social group yeah. they do they carry themselves with the air of a black woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it and they do they do, they do. Wow. and they question things yes. nowhere near at the level that I what? do because they have elements of privilege what's the air of a black woman is it a bit She's, fearless it is quite fearless especially mm. so my oldest stepsister yeah. I think when we were younger she was very different she was more timid and more unsure of herself and unsure of her place in the world yeah. but now especially because she lives so close to my parents mm. and she spends a lot of time with us and mm. I see her very often and she's yeah always at home mm. so she is a lot more like mum really yeah and now. I would like to qualify this you're not saying in like a Rachel Dolezal way you're saying oh no yeah, you're no saying, she doesn't yeah, have yeah. Rachel she's I, still very much yeah, white yeah, yeah. I'm just like very much but it's just in that she has this kind of she's very sure of herself and not in an arrogant way but in a way that's like I deserve more out of life whether Mm -hmm. it be like her living situation Mm -hmm. her relationships her career Mm -hmm. and I think it's very different in some other white women because Mm -hmm. of their privilege they Mm -hmm. don't necessarily have to fight for that because they don't think that they need to they feel entitled to it Whereas the way that mum has raised the girls is kind of like, you do have this privilege and the world is a very different place for you two than it is for Jassy and Joey, but you still have to question things and you still have to know that you have to fight for this. That's amazing. And I remember when, when they were all kids growing up at home at the table, we always had um, fun facts. Oh yeah, we used to love that. You know, <laughs> at the table, and everyone had to say a fun fact that they learned. And the girls would talk about Black History Month. The fun oh, fact yeah, would be around Black. Black History Month. So though they're white girls, and yeah. not in a patronizing yeah, way, yeah, yeah. they would find out something yeah. and and bring it to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was that sort of um, 
I raise them for them to also question mm. blackness. Yeah, Ooh. they do actually. They, they very much do, especially my middle sister. Mm-hmm. So she she questions it a lot actually, yeah. and she is always one of the first people to talk to me about certain things or things that are going on. Yeah. And she and I know this isn't a level of blackness, but it really upsets me sometimes that she cooks roti and curry better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> It. it is all over. So I'm like, wow, yeah. is this what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Mom, I need more lessons. Yes, yeah. exactly. Man. Sounds like an interesting kind of redressing of the balance, though. Mm-hmm. 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 Just mm-hmm. shows the power of black mothers. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Oh, no, you hey. can raise anybody. <laughs> <laughs> really? We can do it. We're not going to give me anything, Ari. Right. <laughs> 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 in a sense, Okay, to draw it back, let's not centre whiteness too much here. Um, where, yeah, what do you, is there something particular to black mothering for you? Mm. I think one thing I realised was because I had, I had you when I was 21, mm-hmm. is actually I was having to learn on the job. Mm-hmm. But I was also having to figure out my own stuff at the same time as bringing you up, you know. So I think by the time I had Alana, I had fewer issues. I still had issues. <laughs> Trust me, I still had issues. But now I can really see that when I was with you, I was really having to struggle to do both things at the same time. It's a bit like bringing myself up as, mm. at the same time mm. as bringing you up. Mm. And it's only now I look back in retrospect and I think... That was hard. Mm. That was hard. I mean, just to bring up a child on your own, hard. Yeah. Mm. And to be young and mm. to be, bring up a child. Mm. And I can see now that I think I probably was prenatally and postnatally depressed. And I think that's another thing that, you know, black women, black parents have to contend with is that I think someone we don't even recognise that because mm. you're just the pack horse. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't even think, I just thought this was how life was, was mm. that there were all these mitigating circumstances that made my life hard. Mm. And it's only now with retrospect, I'm like, it really didn't need to be this hard. <laughs> I, was, I was in a weird state, but I think that's the problem with your mental health mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. it becomes normal mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. That mm-hmm. level of kind of suffering and endurance and difficulty. Mm-hmm. And in our cultures, it's kind of the strong black woman. Yeah. So you're not meant to question it. You're just strong. Mm. Yeah. You deal with it. Yeah. And yeah. Also, also, what's what's difficult? I don't know, Yancy, if you have this issue as well. That if you're the strongest one, mm. it's it's also just me at my weakest is still stronger Some than those people. people. <laughs> so you can't help me. That is the realest thing. <laughs> you can't help yes, me. I feel that so really? much. Mm. It's true. I say that to mum all the time, yeah. especially about her siblings. <laughs> may need to cut this up um but even at your weakest she's still 10 times stronger than yeah. they are yeah maybe it's something because she's a woman and they're men i don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, it's true yeah so it feels like there's often nobody you can go to so if i've got problems i can talk to you i can talk to another strong mm-hmm. woman because mm-hmm. you can hear me yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely but yeah, other true. people are sort of relying on you as yeah. well to mm-hmm. be that person mm-hmm. so they can't hear the weakness mm-hmm. so you can't it feels like you you know you're constantly having to hold everybody up and kind of hold this mask up as yes. well yes. because you can't afford and that, I think that's the thing that's the fearful bit about parenting as a black woman is you feel like you can never afford to be weak yeah. mm. you can't afford to be weak because if you go 
everything mm-hmm. slides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're always feeling that kind of it's it's just it's like an extra burden. Mm-hmm. And I also feel this other thing as being a lone parent. Is I always yeah. felt like my number one job is to stay alive. <laughs> yes. No, but it's a thing that's like it's like psychically here all yes. the time. My number one job mm. is to stay alive. Yes. I'm not cycling in it's London. Don't <laughs> <I> have this. <laughs> My children, you're cock and a woman. Tell her this. Okay, expand. I, okay, I appreciate. It. I put an awful lot of pressure on mum because okay. it is just her, and yeah. I do sometimes say things like, "You're all I have. Don't dare." Like, <laughs> so I get it, and my brother does it a lot. We both of us do it awfully. Yeah. But then at the same time, we feel like we have to wrap her in cotton wool because of it. So it's like when. She will message me in the morning and be like, oh, I'm going to work in London today and I'll message her back. No. And things like, I don't want you going to London. Or if it's a certain part of London, then I will message my brother and be like, do you know what mum's doing? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. try to get him to dissuade her. Yeah. Which is little things like that. I, yes. Yeah, so we do very much have to be like, stay alive. You're you parenting do. your mum. Yes. That's where I was just about to Did go. Because I definitely, feel, I was going to say, particular yeah. to being a black daughter. I think so. I feel like I have to parent you. I mean, I love you dearly, mum. Love you. But sometimes... Yeah, you are telling me what to do. Let's, yeah, get, no. let's just get to it. Let's, yeah, get, to no. it. let's get to let's it. Get to yeah, it no. man. yeah, sometimes you need and thank wow, you. guidance. <laughs> guidance. <laughs> we are the parents who got that met. You know daughter. better. I know you love to hear that when I have to say you were right. Yeah. Child, you know you what? Right. It makes my soul See, glow. At least you did. Mum would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mum would no, never. Then she would keep doing that. It's true. I would. You pop up. She even would, more. But Mum has never said. once said to me, you know what? You were right. No, no, no. You know what? You need to move to a foreign country like me, right? I do. Last time, last time I left, right, I ended up having to stay a week longer by accident. Long story. And Mum was like, thank you so much for staying. I was like, well, I didn't really have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) And like that whole week, I'd been like, right, we need to put those pictures in frames. Right, we're going to go to Ikea. Right, we need this flooring. And I feel like I'm like dragging her through sludge. (laughs) And then as I'm about to leave, she'll like be like, oh, thank you for staying. And I really enjoyed it. And I do appreciate, what did you say? I do appreciate you pushing me. Or you do, I do like your energy and you get me to do things. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's really sweet. Me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I realise now, because although I sort of have this narrative about, oh, I had the children young, I've got no career, blah, blah, blah. The other side of it is I'm, I actually was, you probably are the making of me, you know, mm-hmm. truly, mm-hmm. truly. Because, you know, you do drag me out. <laughs> But I have to be dragged out. She, she does. She does. I'm like, own, we're leaving now. I have my own kind of agoraphobia and stuff. Whereas if she's there, I just can. Yeah, I think it's the energy that young people bring. Like they're less neurotic-ish. And <laughs> different kind of neurosis. I think it's just different kind of neurosis. But I know if you're there, then it's like, oh, I can do this thing. Which is part of me thinks that's a bit worrying. Mm. But at the moment, it's like, that's where I'm at. Mm. I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. to get me out of the house and to do the next step. But mm. I remember that when I was little, Mum. Remember the running late stuff? Yeah, but now... Yeah, but here's, but here's the thing. Because now I realised I was running on fear. Mm. I was running on fear and I was also... Um, 
What was it? It was it was like a literal fear, and it was a kind of agoraphobia. But I didn't realize that's what it was. Mm. I just never understood. I was like, I was going to be late. I was late everywhere. But it mm. literally was because it always took me hours to get out. You couldn't yes. get out of the house. I couldn't and get I mean, out. Like, so at one point, I was like, Mum, you are no longer taking me to yeah, school. I'm taking I'm, myself. She would be otherwise. Yeah, I'd be late. She'd be late every day. Okay. But I didn't realize it was a trauma thing. Yeah, and I, I didn't just was like, it. I'm struggling to get out of the house. Why do I spend an hour in the bath? Because that's yes. the only alone time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was like, can we just leave? Yeah, it's, but that's what I'm saying. It's only yeah. now I'm like, oh, I had a problem. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. the thing, you don't realize it's a problem. You just think being like this and scared on your bike and stiff yeah. is just normal. Just normal. And, and, I, and that really, like, like, I hear you saying that, and it really saddens me that that, like, was your experience. But it, I think it is really hard to see that when you're in it because I'm just like, Mum, can we leave? Mm, kind of thing. You're yeah. just like, oh, what's Which wrong with is you? really insensitive, I well, suppose. No, no, but like no. at that point, you're just a kid. And no, but that's yeah. true. That's true. The yeah. child wants it. They need the order and things the to be on st- at school oh, on time. I love structure. I do. Oh, give me structure. I do. Give me. But I think the thing is that's weird. I'm a lot more like you, and I think you're like my mum because I'm very like timid and very scared and I did go through a phase of being quite agoraphobic I didn't leave like want to leave the house for a while Mm. and it took quite a lot for me to be able to do that whereas mum is like oh we're gonna do this and this and this I'm gonna go this place like mum loves going out (laughs) she's a proper extrovert and mum has all of the friends in the world (laughs) whereas I'm kind of like let's stay inside (laughs) let's read our books maybe watch some Love Island be safe (laughs) be safe I'm very much like that like inside is where your safe space is outside there's too much going on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that's partly because that's how I raised her I raised her because I wanted her home so I could see and protect her and keep Uh, her safe so it was part of of how I did actually um, raise her See, Mum, I think you were the opposite. I feel like you were always trying to kick me, not kick me out, but you were like, yeah, you're going to go to Anna's share, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. Mm. And, you're gonna, and so I'd always be doing these things, but mm. actually was feeling quite anxious inside, but would always, like, force myself to yeah. do stuff. Um, which, I mean, it's good now because I think, like, I'm able to push myself into things. But I think, I think you had a good reading of me. You knew I was quite a sensitive Child, yeah. mm. and also, and also, I think the other thing was I, I didn't want you to have my experience. Mm. She said to me, I, I knew you needed to be encouraged to do these things out of the house and supported because I didn't get that, and mm. I know what happens if you, if you yeah. don't. You mm. just give up on mm. these things. Mm. So th- that was part of my inheritance. I didn't want you to have. <laughs> yeah, but consciously, sort yeah. of say you're going to do all these things and you're yeah. going to enjoy doing them even if I'm scared. Yeah, yes. or I'm going to hi- hide my fear from you. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I found out yes. recently. Okay, two things I want to say here, right? Oh, mum's face. She's um, terrified. <laughs> my mum is afraid of flying. Oh my god, I just found out that out about my mum. What the heck? I, we used to fly <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And mum, I had no freaking Me clue. either. I was like, what is What? Mad. Who are you? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Our childhoods have been alive. <laughs> so, which could you both speak on why you withheld that from us. Yeah, so you go first. I've spoken a lot. Because clearly for me, it's not to pass that fail on to my children. And particularly because Joey flew to Trinidad on her own when she was about six years old or something. And it was her routine. Every school holiday, she would fly to Trinidad on her own. She enjoyed it. I love flying to the day. I cannot bear it. Just the thought. I'm, I'm going away on... 
Sunday night, Monday morning, yeah. my tummy is hurting me oh, already because I, I, I travel a lot, yeah. but it's still never easy. But it's not for me to put that fear on to the children. So when they were all excited, I was just yeah. excited. Yes, we're going on the airplane. Yes. Yeah. And then the tummy is going, miles a minute. But yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that, for me, I held back from the children, and, and mm. Joy in particular, because she she worries, mm. and you know she's saying it's I've only got one mom, don't go yet, that sort of thing, and because I've had my health issues, mm. I know she worries too much. Yeah, she doesn't understand it. She worries too much, so I hold things back from her. But Yancy, I would argue differently. What's that? Because I just feel like. I feel like you do work really hard. And I know you say it from a place of, I love you, Yancey. I love yes, you. Yes, I know you do. Right, okay. It comes to critique. No, no, no. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, okay. I don't mean it like this. Yes. I, I mean it like, mm-hmm. you say it, maybe like, we don't want you to die. But I, I, I see how hard you work and how much you do for other people, not just your family. And so it, it may sound like they're nagging you, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that your family, like those close to you are like, no. Yeah. Because I feel like you need a hard no. Yes. Because let loose you will you will help as many people as you can absolutely to your detriment yes and definitely like, there's only one you like know, we need you to we need you i need you exactly yeah, no i yeah. i hear it i hear it and also the if you give everything you have to other people then what do you have left for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. i am making a conscious effort yeah. I, and i have been trying yeah because um i, I suppose for me the a few months ago, I think Joey kind of told me what for. That you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people ain't shit and they take advantage. Am I allowed to swear? I'm yes. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It, 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 it had come a point where I just felt, thought I wasn't, not I wasn't feeling well. I just felt flat. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there was one particular day when I just thought there's no one I could pick up the phone to and say, actually, I feel like crap today mm. can I just have a cry mm. there was no one and the only person I could think of was Joy and I thought that's my daughter I can't put that on her mm. as it happened she did call mommy okay mm. I'm coming home this weekend she I just, just say it mm. you know but but at that point I realized I'm giving 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 and mm. there's no one within that week actually mm. picked up the phone See and said know. how are you they would phone mm. how are you let me tell you what mm. happened to me yeah. and that was what was going on so I, I appreciate what I, I really get it now are you like mothering a lot of people in a way? Yes. 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 Hard. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of them are older than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they they've come to depend and rely on me to mother mm-hmm. them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've kind of, I, I've set that up in some respects, and it's difficult. What I have found, um, that week was the fact that because I started to pull away because I I felt myself becoming weaker and weaker and weaker by mm-hmm. all the negative energy I was absorbing. Mm-hmm. People then felt that um, they didn't want me in their space, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I was pulling away. I wasn't giving 100% anymore. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and, and some people have said things, mm-hmm. and I realized, oh, it's because I'm not there for you all the time. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny, because yesterday someone sent a message and said, um, um, what have I done to you? You're very distant. And my response was, 
I'm just taking time because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind, last week I spoke to them for two and a half hours. But you see what you, you, you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So for me, it's being mindful that what I do mm -hmm. affects my children, mm -hmm. particularly Joey, because she's very sensitive mm -hmm. and she picks up on things very easily. As I said, she's a, a I think she's an old soul who's walked this mm -hmm. earth before, but that's mm -hmm. even so because she picks up things really mm -hmm. easily. So. I almost hear from what you're saying that like you're changing your behaviour because it's affecting your kids. Yes, not, ne absolutely. not necessarily because I know. of you. <laughs> no, no. Yes. I know, I know. But my life has been my children. Mm. My yeah. my children. What as 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 Pep said before, mm. if I didn't have my children, I wouldn't be here. Mm. And it's as straight and straight, mm. simple as that. Mm. My children are what have kept me going and will keep me going. Mm. That's really beautiful. I think. Um, with you, Mum, I was, I was thinking, like, if I could relate to that. But I realised with Mum, you're very good at masking in terms of, like, I've never seen my mum cry. I've never... I know my mum feels. Mm. But actually, that might be, a, that might be an issue. <laughs> what, that you feel? Well, like, I know, I, in fact, I know that you feel deeply and I know that your feelings sometimes come out on a hot level as anger. But I know that things have happened to you that obviously would be hurtful, but like it's almost like the quintessential strong black woman in terms of like, mm -hmm. I've, I've never seen my mum broken really. Mm -hmm. Or I don't think, not that I want you to cry, but like. Yeah, but I, I feel like that's a failing, to be honest. I feel like, I feel like sometimes actually I, I struggle to have my finer feelings, mm -hmm. literally okay. struggle to, because I think I've always had to be the strong mm -hmm. person. So I'm always quite I'm always quite delighted that you are able to emote. Because it feels like you're not you're not blocked. Yeah. Whereas I think mine's quite compacted and and, and layered. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know, already like maybe every bad thing has already happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I think I've got a different tolerance level. Mm -hmm. she, yeah. I think I've got a different mm -hmm. tolerance mm -hmm. level. Mm -hmm. So I just think mm -hmm. I think, you know, mm. you know, my best friend dying was probably the, mm. the lowest. Mm. And that was the point where I was like, okay, right, I've got to take myself in hand. Mm. But I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily do the, I don't do the broken thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe because mm -hmm. if, you, if you, you feel like if you're going to do the broken thing, you're going to have to need somebody to piss yeah. you up afterwards. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there is that feeling like you're going to be like, I don't know. Wizard of Oz, you're just going to be this puddle on the floor and you won't be able to reconstitute yourself. So I think I've always yeah. seen it as being too much of a, of a, of a risk. Mm. So I've just like powered through. Mm. But powering through also has its limitations. And I think sometimes I hear it in like, you'll be like, you, I think you and Alana think I live on air kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you don't? <laughs> because at and I notice in myself that I have to be mindful of that and like I'll I'll ring you to like soundboard mm. but I probably haven't checked in like how was your day and what's mm. going on for you and like mm. I am trying to be better around that and I have actually noticed a softening in you recently oh it's, yeah it has occurred it has occurred yeah no no because I suddenly realised that there isn't I, I think I realised you were fighting no that it's I suppose I'm feeling more about believing in energies now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just realised actually I had been co-creating the darkness. Mm -hmm. Unintentionally mm -hmm. co-creating it, yes. anticipating the bad things yes. happening. Mm. Yes, 
yeah, always going to that place of default, mm. of negativity, the worst mm. outcome. Mm. And I feel like I have been creating that negative energy, whereas now I sort of realise that you can step away from this. <laughs> it doesn't actually have to be like this. Mm. That I suddenly, I suddenly see my own thoughts, mm. that my thoughts are always going to that place. Yeah. Mm. And, and also just realise that the futility of trying to protect yourself. Mm. No, you know, she's not like I've got a death wish, but it's just like everything mm. I tried to protect myself from, it happened. happened. And even worse, the things I hadn't... Anticipated, Ooh. they're the ones that really <laughs> say you. Yeah. But that's the yeah. what, that's the killer punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm like, this ain't working. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't yeah. working, it ain't worth the energy yeah. and I don't get the outcome. Yeah. Stop now. Stop now. Maybe maybe you could be happy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe things could be good. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, you just but you would always do that for me you would always be like but tomorrow's a new day but I think your internal voice wasn't that but I because I actually believe that for you because I'm the you I'm the you for you but oh wow if I don't have you don't have that yeah as the mother that's what you do isn't it you do because I'm thinking when you were talking about not seeing your mom cry I think when when Joey is low and she phones or, or she she says whatever and she has a good cry, mm. I feel good for her. You feel good for, for her, her. Oh, because wow. I think she relief. has released yeah. and and you know because she would phone and she goes, oh mom, I'm really sorry to sound off on you. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And I think why are you sorrying though? Because for me, that's positive. You letting it out rather than doing what we do, yeah. which is to put the mask on yeah. and carry it. Yeah. And it becomes so heavy mm. that it pulls you down. Yeah. You know, whereas when, you, you know, we see it in, in you mm. letting it out, it's, it's wonderful mm. because we know you're not carrying that struggle. Yeah. Because the struggle becomes a part of you it's as well. It, it is. It, you wear it. It becomes it. difficult to separate yourself out from it. But I feel like, you know, it's never too late. And I think you both have an awareness of this and you can start to choose something different for yes. yourself. But I have a feeling we are choosing yes. differently. Yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. are. Yes. And, I, yeah. and, I, and to be honest, I feel that's the difference between us and our parents. Yeah. They're not really yeah. prepared to no. do the work no. or no. to even say, yeah. Maybe I got it wrong. Yeah. 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 They're not going to go to counselling. I mean, you know, um, Mm. my mother just says, oh, if you go to counselling, you're always good to counselling, you know. There are always these excuses. They don't even want to open up the box. But but it's a generational because they're taught not to feel anything. Mm. My grandma's like, mum and I always make jokes about it, about how cold she is she's strangely very cold levels of denial absolutely and she can sometimes talk about the darkest thing and show no emotion (laughs) and which is very different for me because i wear my heart on my sleeve i do know what i'm thinking what i'm feeling constantly whereas she's just very just like just there's nothing behind her but you so i was on my mother true 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 but do you think (laughs) Like I sometimes, but there must like somewhere, somewhere there deep, must deep. be. See, I think, you don't think. I think so, it, no. like you said, it's a generational thing. Yeah. For, for grandma, I don't think there is. No. I genuinely think how she was taught. like yeah taught, taught and brought up, and then also she moved to Trinidad when she was young, and she obviously as a white English woman had never left England before mm. going to Trinidad. Marrying this man who I love to pieces, my grandpa, but mm. he was not a husband, mm. and so I think she just had to 
kill that all within herself yeah. and suppress it to the point yeah. where even if she tried to be warm mm-hmm. it's just not possible there's, she, yeah, there's no access no, there's no, no, no. Yeah. she's very like she is with us she, she so we always joke about the fact that she doesn't hug my grandma is not a hugger I'm a hugger <laughs> especially grandma because she's all little and cute I love to hug her but she just tenses but sometimes if we speak to her on Skype and then so I like to do a pause and wait to see if she says it first. And now, because she's getting older, she does go, love you. Yes, yes. I taught my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas before you could see yeah. it was painful for her to say, I would yeah. say, love you. And she'd be like, righto, bye. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can tell it was really difficult. So she's thawing, but I do think, like, generationally, <laughs> there is a thing in that just some people don't have that in them. And yeah. it's, it's to be the child of that. So for my, because sometimes I sit and I think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a mother that you can sometimes offload on? And my mother knows nothing about my life. Mm. You know, she knows what kind of on a need-to-know basis. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the joke that, you know, when my, my father was having a conversation with my sister, quote-unquote, and I, he said to my sister, oh, you're bright, but at least Yancy got some looks. Wow. And it was very hurtful and it was insulting. I then said to him, Actually, you do realize I have two master's degrees. He almost passed out. And he called to my mom, do you know Yancy has a degree? And she was like, no, when did that happen? <laughs> so they never knew <laughs> this. Because I don't have that type of relationship yeah, with, with my mother. Yeah, yeah. You know? So now that I'm older, I think, wouldn't it be wonderful that I could say to my mom, as she's getting older, mm. da, 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 da. Mm. But I, I just absolutely can't. Mm. But that does make me think, like, for you, because mm. I think about it quite often in that mum had to fight to be such a good mother and all the things that, like, and you as well, the things that you'd been through with your own parents and all of your family members, you had to fight and you've gotten to a point where you know how to mother and you, it, like you said, it's your best thing. Yes. I think it's different for us in that we have had such good mothers mm. when we're mothers. Mm. I often think, am I going to be at that level because I've never had to fight for it? Oh, this so is young. really dark. I'm so sorry. I she feel like she'll be a better mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, she might be, because she's less damaged than me. No, but it's just because oh. my little sister was born when I was 17. I'd be like, no, no, oh, no. You, so you're already oh, a mother. You're a mother. Routine. No, 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 you need to discipline them like that. And mum's like, wait till you have your own kids. So I feel like I'm going to get some karma. Oh, right, okay, then that's fair. But, I, I, but even now, I'm like, oh, I'd love to have a baby. And I think about the ways that I would parent. But I, and I also feel bad because apparently I said to you, I, I don't remember ever saying this. Odd that. <laughs> she says that I said I would never let my children near her. She but would, that's not true. I can't yeah. imagine I'd say that. But then you might. Because Why? maybe 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 this is more like when Alana was younger and you saw how his parents None of that. My house. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be a good grandma. That's, that's a different role though. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma's are way different. Mum as a grandma is ridiculous. <laughs> she lets those boys run riot. <laughs> All of them just do what they want. They they hustle her like you would. <laughs> but that's what grandmas are for. Yeah. Grandmas is different to yeah. I don't believe that because we can't hustle grandma. You did. You I have did. never. You hustled your grandma. Mum, you hustled your grandma. Mum, the boys can work mum in a way that's so specific. Pharrell shouldn't have a lot of snacks because he has a very sweet tooth uh-huh. and he just gets excitable. 
he'd, he'd come to us and be like, oh, can we have, can I have a penguin or can I have a galaxy or whatever? We'd say, no. He'd go, Grandma. That's all he has to say, Grandma. Yes. And she'll open the cupboard for him. He doesn't even need to say anything. Oh, no. Grandma. Yes. Or Jaden would be like, oh, Grandma, my phone's cracked or something. She'd be like, oh, I'll give you my phone. That's what Little things like phone. that. My grandma. Like, your, you hustle your grandma. Your grandma no, makes you things. <laughs> she makes you cushions that I never got into. Okay, do we have time old. for me to tell this story really quickly? I'm terribly sorry. So this cushion thing, there are a lot of cousins. There are tons of us. My grandma has made every single grandchild a cushion when they were born. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them got this beautiful cushion with their name on it and their like favourite thing. So my cousin Yakim got his name and then like a little puppy and Annette got her name and like an American football on it. It was really cool. Everyone got one. Did Joey? Uh-oh. No, she didn't. Grandma says because I never lived in the country. I didn't live in Trinidad with her. I call bullshit, whatever. <laughs> so I complained. I've been complaining steadily for 26 years. I complained and complained and complained. And, and didn't even do it subtly. I'd complain to grandma, grandpa, my cousins, mum. And it got to the point where grandma just got fed up and she made me one. And now mum's kicking up a stink. Wow. <laughs> How many years did it take again? It took me 26 years to get one. Oh. I only just got that question. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't for the children. It's for the grandkids. That's a lot. Isn't it? That's deep. Uh, I actually wanted to ask a question kind of related to being a daughter, right? And I think... I... I, I realise a lot about the way I am. Okay, do you feel a certain sense of pressure... I feel, I, but this is self-imposed pressure. I think I always feel, and I know you refute this, but like at a, ba- a base level, like you had me fairly young. You had me with not much support around you and probably like active disagreement to you choosing to have me. Um, and I always feel like, had I been in those circumstances, I don't know if I'd have made the same decision as you. And it's what you say about like you feeling like your career was stunted or whatever. I, I think, I think maybe I've always had a sense of that to a certain degree, and I've not felt guilt, but I've always felt like I need to be really good to prove that your decision was right. And that wasn't imposed by you, but I, I think I, I did some unpicking of myself that that was there. So I think for me, part of my being a daughter or being a black daughter to you was that I want to kind of disprove people's negative assumptions of, like, black single mothers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a lot, is it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. But maybe but, it's being the good child, isn't it, almost? Thing? And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having a very delayed adolescence now, to be, to be honest, at 31. Really? Um, I've had to move to Amsterdam for it. <laughs> no, but it first. did start at 25. You started kicking off. Kicking off! But I think you have to kick off because you have to separate from me. I literally, I, li- I feel like I'm currently oh, yeah, having to cut the umbilical cord because me and my mum are so close. Yeah. And, and I literally sometimes didn't know and sometimes currently don't know what I think if I don't check oh, in with massively you. I feel like I'm like that. but who am I and what yeah. do I think of the situation let me ask mum so being in a separate country has forced me to be like I can handle this yeah. and I can choose whatever decision I choose will be the right one for me whereas mum would be like I told you that girl would be like <laughs> I told you yeah, and I'm I'm like, she so. may have been right 
But I need to... Make your own decisions mm. and make your own mistakes. There's been some interventions as well that haven't gone, so... <laughs> Let me not. Yeah, no, no, it's true, because, yeah... Mum gets angry. Yeah, but I didn't even know I was, like, you know me. <laughs> She's red. Yeah, because I remember once, they were on the bus with me, her and, and Alana, and they were saying, do you remember when Alana and Alana said, I got this B or something, and you were, what you said? And I was going, that doesn't even sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> So now I've also realised that I, I literally was triggered, yeah, and that I would go back into my own childhood and the panic, and I would overreact in the yeah. present. I just yeah. I didn't even realise yeah. that was happening until we both observed it in Amsterdam. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like triggered. <laughs> it's multiple types of you know. We're like, like, just, you know what I mean? Because sometimes yeah, we're like, mum, it's it's okay. It's not that big. Like I will. I, my technique now is I end the conversation. And what is really nice, what I do like about my mum, historically and presently, I feel like you have always been able to apologise or come back yes. or be like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry I overreacted about that. Or maybe, I got it wrong. Yeah, and mm. I do really like that. Mm. And then I'll say, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I know kind of thing. Yeah. But it, I do really like that you are able to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of my friends don't have parents that do mm. that, especially black <laughs> But, but I think the other thing as well is because I also realize I have a really strong personality yes. that, that can actually subsume yeah. Sekai. Mm. And so I have, I have become much more mindful that actually I have to sometimes just step, step back mm. and step away so that you can make your own, yeah. have your own feeling about yes. it. Yes, yeah. actually. Because mm. I'm like, because that's the downside yeah. of being a strong, yeah. dominant personality. Mm. I'm really aware of that. You're completely different to me, and I have to really give you that space to just be yourself, even if that means you may hurt yourself. Yeah. And like, it's, wow. I mean, even in little things, like, do you remember yesterday? You're like, we watched that movie, and you're like, I can't stand her. And I was like, don't say that because I've never had a problem with her, and I really like her. <laughs> but then as soon as someone says something, then you're like, oh yeah, she's a bit irritating. <laughs> Yeah, she starts to absorb. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop it. No, don't say it. Yeah. But I suppose I want to pass that question on to you. If you, it may just be particular to me, mm-hmm. but I wonder, like, in terms of if there's something particular to being a black daughter to a black mother or um, expectation either from society or maybe from Yancy or of yourself. Like, I wonder if there's anything similar. I do have that. I do put a lot of pressure on myself and I do think there's a lot of expectation on me, but I don't think mum has put that on me. I think. I could be not working, not doing anything, not trying to be better just at home watching Netflix and I don't think (laughs) mum would care necessarily but I do think that for myself, like mum moving from Trinidad and to England, this place where no, like we don't really have any family here so she moves to this completely different country for us and worked so, so hard for us. Like being a single parent and then working so many jobs and just buying us books to ensure that we could read and little things like not having money for things, but mum would always make sure that we never felt it. Mm. We never felt like we were struggling at all. So I feel like I do have to work my absolute hardest to pay that back. Mm. And also, yeah, to show everyone that my mum worked this hard and I'm not... The only word I can think of is locho, which is a word that mum uses all the time. What does that mean? It's a Trini word for someone who's... Yeah, a bum, just okay. lazy. Okay. And that's always in my head, though. I'm always saying to myself, like, I can't be a locho, I can't. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I do think... I do. I, we come from a family in a background where you, you have to excel. Mm. Anything less is mm. unacceptable. It's not an option. Especially mm. for my grandpa. Mm. There was no... One of my cousins is... So she's married and she doesn't 
do much of anything. Okay. She... <laughs> She's a homemaker. No. <laughs> no. Um, she just doesn't do anything. She Well, she works in a sports shop, okay. but it's not like... She doesn't enjoy it. She's just there. Um, and the things that my grandpa would say about her were awful. Oh, no. and so it's things like that where I'm like, I have to excel. I have to be great because anything less than that is unacceptable. Mm. But I don't think mum put that on me. That never came from mum. She never passed that down to us. But then... Does that come from you? But it does. But it's almost like a kind of family values. It, it is, is a family. family life. Yeah, family definitely. Values, aren't they? Because my brother's yes, the same way. My brother is. is, he has to be the best at what he's doing, whatever it is that he's doing. That he has always been like that. He just has to be the very best. But, but I suppose part of that was their life lesson was that I said to them, whatever you do, be the best at it. And mm. even if it meant you had to clean the side of the road for a living, mm. be the best you can be at it. Mm. Mm. So, you know, they, they're taking that and they're kind of putting their own spin on it. Mm. But it was always that lesson mm. to be, not that they had to excel and do anything extravagant, mm. just be the best that yeah. you can be. But more importantly, not just in terms of academia and career, but be the best human being. Mm that you could possibly be. So when, you know, Joey's brother was being naughty and things like that, I, I switched it around and said to him, why don't you be a mentor? So the pains that you're experiencing, you can talk to young black boys about, you know, you've been that road. Um, so for me, it was like, be the best human being you could possibly be. It's not about the academia and the career, just just kind of live life and love other people. Yeah, and and the more that I analyze it, I know it's because of my hurt and my pain and my baggage. I didn't want my children, one, to experience it, or two, more importantly, to ever inflict that on anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to be good people, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And to the point where... Um, even when they have their friends in my space, I mother their friends with that oh, yeah, message. massively. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of my friends call her auntie, and even the white ones, so it's not like a respect thing. Yeah. It's just because she's auntie. <laughs> yeah, because for me, you know, I want them to be the best that they can possibly be. Yeah. The best people, mm-hmm. and not hurt or mm. hurt themselves or mm. anyone else. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I'm gonna shift it a little bit. I'm going to ask both of you, what do you love most about your relationship with your daughters? Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Going deep. I mean, for me, it's... Um, it, with, with Joey, it's, it's, our, it's the honesty of our relationship, okay. I think. Um, and, and this is a space for honesty. I love the fact that Joey feels comfortable talking to me about most things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that even if it is something sensitive mm-hmm. or something that she thinks I may go at, she feels we have that relationship that whatever it is, let it out. If it breaks something, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the most beautiful thing of the relationship but also there are things I've not been a perfect parent mm-hmm. I have made some serious cock-ups along the way mm-hmm. but Joy forgives me mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is wonderful mm-hmm. because it means I don't have to continue beating myself up for those mistakes mm-hmm. you know and she she accepts that I am a mother, but mm-hmm. I'm a human first, mm-hmm. and I will make mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. And she will tell me about them, but she won't 
throw them back at me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm, I think I think I like the fact that we're friends, but not in that sort of trendy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. friends, yeah. and there's no, no, no boundaries. Yeah. No. No. I don't mean like that. Um, but I also think I always have the feeling that. I would like you as a person, even if you weren't my mm. daughter. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yes. I like you, yes. the essential you oh, as a person. Oh, yes. Yeah, and also I like that you're kind of everything I didn't manage to be because mm. I can the academia thing, and that's just because it's a whole mm. oh, it's a whole narrative in our family. Mm. Like okay. we didn't mm. even know you could there was any other option apart from going to university, mm. and because I've come from a university town, mm. and because parenting isn't really seen as work yes ironically mm-hmm. you know but for me it's 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 been work mm-hmm. and it's been mm-hmm. work because I've had to fight my own childhood at the same time mm-hmm. you know so I I couldn't do the two mm-hmm. <laughs> I know some people really manage to go out to work and do the work at home but I'm parenting to all my concentration mm-hmm. but I still feel you know that it's actually the thing that has the most value, mm. you know. I think I always really notice it when people are out at work but not really at home. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just feel that, mm. you know, I feel like money can't buy that, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and to be honest, I also just feel like it's a, it is a privilege to parent, to, you know, to bring souls into the world. And mm. it's my job to help you to be the best you the best of you you know mm-hmm. and it's just it's just such an interesting diverse journey because mm-hmm. i've got completely different yeah. children as well yeah. mm-hmm. and you know all the time you're trying to adjust how you parent that's going to help them to be most themselves and you know it is funny and exciting even the bits like now like with, with you know like with alana where i literally don't know how it's going to go <laughs> <laughs> That is exciting in of itself. I know yeah. it will eventually be yes. all right, yes. mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and nothing, nothing that you learn for one child is going to help with the other either. No. None of it. And, wow. and the, all the stages where you think you've got it, the minute you get it, they move to another stage. <laughs> yeah. So you're always chasing this elusive. Now I'm on top of it, and they never tell you that about parenting. That's terrifying. <laughs> Though. Yeah, just, the reality is that it just keeps shifting. Yeah, it's shifting. I'm, I'm parenting a 36 year old, and it's different to parenting him when he was 21. Oh. And I thought, well, he's 36. Oh. Do I still have to parent you him? You thought it was grown. I thought <laughs> it was grown. <laughs> no, it's just different problems. It's different, different problems. Different problems. And it's like, oh, and now it's more okay. intense. It's di- yeah. Now it's oh. more intense because yes. the emotional They're stuff. Because before mm. you were in a little carry cot yeah. with your plonky there, you stayed. <laughs> And you can kind of tell them, and they'd be yeah. influenced. Now they can argue, and, and that's what they're saying. And they'll tell you. They'll tell, tell you like too much information. Yeah. Like you can't even stop now. They're yeah. like, you're not listening to what I'm saying, mom. And I'm like, I'm listening. I'm just telling you how I interpret what you've just said. But no, <laughs> you know. But it's 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 totally. And because he's also a parent, oh, it's wow. it's different. Yes, it's a different dynamic. Wow. It is. It's a full time job. It's a full-time job, but a worthy job. It's a worthy job. Worthy job. And I would like to qualify on what you're saying because I think there is also a narrative around like shame around mothers that do choose to work. And like Mm. for you, what 
what was really valuable for you was bringing up your kids but also I think I've had the shame the other way because people always said you don't work and I think I'm tired <laughs> I'm tired my day has no edges yeah. I think it, in some ways no it's harder edges. to stay at home mm. with the with the children and to go out to work mm. and then you have the shame as a black woman for me my the, the, the shame that was put upon me was the fact that I had two children mm. with no father mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so for me it was raising my children as a single parent and having that layer of shame mm, put mm, upon mm, mm, and it's hard enough trying to deal with it but when other people make it a point mm, mm. but I think also like that you know that was the feminist struggle or is the feminist struggle like that women's labour in the home isn't valued mm-hmm. isn't seen as important mm-hmm. isn't seen as work mm-hmm. when it really it is yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's always about the economic value yeah but if, even if you go for that model where you'd say well our children are not going to go to prison mm-hmm. and hopefully they're not going to have breakdowns and cost mm-hmm. you that way they're not if you're going to be criminals economic, yeah do you know if, if you really yeah, want to take, take it like there. that we're yeah. saving you money we're saving you money yeah it's true um yeah so what do you love most about your relationship with your mum um, I love that my mom is my best friend. Oh. I do. I can tell her most things. Like not. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> just gonna willy nilly tell her everything. But I tell her most things, and I do like that. Mum would always be the first person to pull me up on something if I've done something wrong. But then she would also be my champion. She's very, just incredibly honest with me, and I like that we have that honest relationship. And I think the older I get, the more. We are like that, and I think I'm also seeing you more as <clears throat> a person in your own right, and more as Yancy, and less of just mum. Sometimes I look at her and I'm like, you, you have a name, mm. which is wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> Another name. Yeah, sometimes I would say things to her like, when Jassy was born, you stopped being Yancy and you just became mum. Because that's just, that's her name. <laughs> and yeah, it's true, the older I get, the more I'm like, actually, you're not just mum, you are Yancy and you are your own person. But I do, I love that. I love learning more about her and I think that's my, one of my favourite things about our relationship. Okay, what do I love most about our relationship? I like that, like, we laugh quite a lot. Like, I like the funny... Like, mum will call me with things, be like, okay, this was years ago, obviously, but she was like, have you heard that new Wiz Khalifa song? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Mum does that. <laughs> yeah. She told me how attractive she thought Craig David was. <laughs> and, like, she'll start, like, listening to, like, deep mm. hip-hop, and I'm like, who are You know what I do like about relationship as well? It's like, the random facts this woman knows. <laughs> Like, you think you know your mother, and then she, like, has, like, deep knowledge of, like, Premier League football. Like, <laughs> when have you been watching football? Who are you? How do you know this? How do you know this? Um, and I also like, um, maybe the bubble, in a sense. Yeah, I love the bubble. Keep us in the bubble. Like, I like, I like coming home, and yeah. I'm debriefing from a day, and being like, can you believe that this person did this? And mum's like, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You speak to anyone else, and they're like, that's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It says no. And you're like, but who are you? safety and grounding of like mm. I can talk to you about like kind of deep maybe it's deep stuff for us, I think for other people it's deep but for us it's just the level we talk yeah, at yeah mm. I think that's the thing yeah, yeah. and other people are like whoa that's a bit much I'm yeah, like really definitely. breakfast talk <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, and so then I'm going to flip the question the other way 
So what do you find most challenging about your relationship? Oh. Okay, I'll go first. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'm thinking, I don't, don't want to make it as big as challenging. Okay. I think it's just um, you finding a man. No, no not challenging. No, 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 but I say that, I say that like, I think it's, you know, I'm a black woman. I know how difficult it is to find a man, full stop. You want to find a good black man. I'm not even saying that's more difficult. I'm not even putting great graduations on it. I'm just saying, you know, because I think we have... No, because we've had this conversation where I think, you know, sometimes you're like, you know, ugly people have got men. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) people have got men. How come I ain't got a man? And, you know, and I've really had to sort of say... And I've I've really had to kind of say, look, you're not... You're not an average girl. And because you're not an average girl, the gene pool is smaller for you and that you're going to actually have to hold out and wait for this special person. But, you know, I, you know, I, you know sometimes I feel your pain. Not so much now because we're in a glut. <laughs> in the drought years. In the drought years. Oh you know what I mean? You, <laughs> you, want, to, you want to maintain the, you want to maintain the, you know, the possibility. Well, you can edit this bit out. Okay. You can edit that out. You can edit that out. So, just to clarify, what you find most challenging about our relationship? I want you to find a good partner. So you find it? Okay, I'm going to put this in a loving way. What you find most challenging is like me. You you wanting me to find holding love. the faith. Yeah, hold okay. the faith for you to find a good relationship which is worthy of you. Just um, I can hold that's that. Good. Yeah, I that's will. all. That's all. I don't really think that's at the moment anything's that. Everything else is pretty good at the moment. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh I think with, with Joey, it's she worries a lot. Yeah. Excessively so. About you or about everything? Life. Okay. Life. Yeah. She, like she's that. a warrior. Um, um, and. To, to her detriment, because I think sometimes she doesn't live in the moment. She mm. worries about what might happen, what could happen, yeah. rather than just right enjoy the space that you're in. And in, in terms of me directly, because I've had health challenges, she worries excessively mm-hmm. to the point where it concerns me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she tries to cocoon me in this cotton wool and I think when you've had the challenges I've had mm. with my health mm. I don't want to be wrapped up yeah. I just want to do that mm, you know I just want to live each day as it's, it's my last because I'm that's letting you do that more though you, you are <laughs> allowing, you, allowing, allowing, allowing. Yeah. but you notice you notice what she's saying there. she's mm. allowing mm. me mm. to do that mm. more mm. so you know it's, it's that um, what I find quite challenging the fact that you know I, I want Joey to just kind of grow and go out into the wild world with a lot less fears than she has and I take responsibility for that because I tried to protect her excessively so and her brother tried to protect her as a child but also I wanted to realize that my health challenges are my health challenges and now because of them I just want to live each day as though it's my Mm. last it's It's tough one isn't it Mm. I think that's also my challenge as well in a weird way I do I'm not as codependent as I have been though 
so I haven't been home that much recently. I'm trying. I'm like mm-hmm. actively going out of my way to live my life more and not be like up under mum as much <laughs> and just yeah kind of I don't know I do think it is I appreciate that it is very difficult and then because we are so close and because we are friends so we do always want to be together mm-hmm. but then also I do always want to be with her so that I'm watching her and the problem yeah. is for me is the fact that when Joey says she's coming home <laughs> She's not coming home to enjoy home. <laughs> no, I am. Joy's it's warm and there's food. But <laughs> she's coming home to keep an eye on me. Mum, uh, Mum are you okay? Yeah, have you eaten? That. Have you did? Yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah, did, yeah. did? And it's not her role to parent mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying that to her over and over. I am the parent. Mm-hmm. So allow me to parent you. And I don't mind. You can come home every day if she chooses. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. If I know when she comes home, she's coming home to enjoy being home mm-hmm. you know we can sit and we can have a meet and we can chat and we can laugh mm-hmm. and i love that but i know at the back of all of that is oh my gosh i hope mom's okay oh yeah. my gosh i hope mom doesn't mm-hmm. die you know it's that mm-hmm. and and that's what i find um quite challenging so when joy calls me every single morning mm-hmm. and every single afternoon she's not calling me to check in to let me know she's okay mm-hmm. she's calling to find out if i'm okay mm-hmm. Hold on a minute. (laughs) I'm doing it much. I'm much better than that. Can for the people. (laughs) In my defence, mum, I'll message mum in the morning. How are you? You good? And she'll just reply, I good. (laughs) What am I supposed to take from that? She could be good, bad, anything. No, I didn't you say would, I'm bad. I said I'm good. She would never say I'm bad though, and that's the thing. So that's why at the end of the day. When I call her, I like to know, and also, so I sound like a crazy person when I say this, but I'm going to say it. I can hear if there's something wrong. So when I call her, then I get that reassurance. Mm. If there's like a wobble in her voice and I know that she's not okay, mm. then I will long out the conversation. But if you sound fine, mm. then then it's okay. Or if I speak to her, I'm like, have you spoken to the other one today, which is why I call my brother. <laughs> that's what she calls him, the other one. But if she has spoken to him, then I'm like, oh, okay, it's not so bad because she's spoken to Jassy. Mm. But then it also depends because sometimes she speaks to Jassy and he just makes it worse. Oh, dear. He's just Jassy. Yeah, but but for so me, it is she worries too much yeah. about me. So yeah. if Joy would phone twice a day and it's the phone to say, Mom, I'm safe, Mom, I'm well, Mom, I'm da 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 da, no problem. Mm. But when it's, How are you? Are you sure? What are you doing today? Where are you going? How long are you staying? Have you been home? It gets worse. Mm. Can you text me when you're on the train? Oh. And can you call me when you get home? Did you do that yesterday though? <laughs> <laughs> You understand my dilemma. You understand my dilemma, right? So I did you do it? I did not go home yesterday for your information. See what I mean? That's why I didn't do it. I wasn't going home yesterday. I know if I where were you? I'm not going home. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. What's the child here? Yeah, Where are you? <laughs> there are these issues of control and overprotection that have swung from us to them. It's your fault. Evidently it is. Evidently it is. But you, but you do the same as well. Oh, wait, why though? Wait. Now, no, I think now we've decided not to do it. <laughs> we've decided. We're we decided challenging thing in our relationship from, me, from my perspective. Oh, is that the next question? That's the oh, same yeah, that's your question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you thinking pardon. you're going to avoid that? Oh, okay. Go out of that. 
Um, I think what I mentioned earlier around like separating. Yeah. So like I have to be very mindful of yeah. not calling you. Mm. And like if I do call you, not telling you too much. And yeah. then even if I do accidentally tell you stuff and then you give me your opinion and I get off the phone and I'm like, shit, I need to do this, this, and this. Then like pausing and being like, but Sakai, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> and what do you want uh, to do? Yeah. Um, so that, kind of that separation, but like a healthy separation. Yeah. I think I also find challenging... Oh, controversial. 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 I don't even know how to articulate this. Okay, so mm. the last time we all met up at Yancey's house, a little domestic ensued somehow. Right. She perceived, perceived it as I a perceived it as really yeah, embarrassing. I didn't really, think that at all. I felt like we were screaming and like... No, no, no. Not no, at all. Okay, no. see, conflict of a... Yeah, I think uh, that's something. Um, but, I, but, but I, I do understand that. I think... I think... Coming from a dysfunctional family, mm. there have been ways of operating that have been dysfunctional. I haven't realised right. it. So I think sometimes the way I responded to things was mm. at a different level, even in social situations. I think when you were embarrassed, whereas I'm just, I'm having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling my truth. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's baggage. Mm. It's but, okay, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember what the conversation was, but I think it was like a miss, that was it, it was a mishearing of each mm. other. Because mm. I had one experience of something, mm. and I mm. think you felt judged and shamed mm. by me. And I was really trying to explain, to, and it actually has to do with the same issue because I was trying to separate, right? Because you were talking about someone coming to the house oh, and something yeah. about the house not being finished. And I mentioned that to you, and then you were kind of like, well, you know, I shouldn't have people over there. You shouldn't have your friends over if they're going to have these assumptions about the space kind of thing. Judging me. Yeah, and, but I felt I, judged, yeah, but, yeah. But I, what, what I was really trying to explain to you was like, I wasn't judging you. I was just saying, this isn't my issue. Like, mm. I don't, and so maybe I shouldn't have mention that conversation to you <laughs> yeah. again like just not saying yeah. too much but also again it, like I I didn't know how else to articulate it to it like I wasn't judging you I was just trying to be like that's her stuff this is my stuff yeah and and to be honest it's just then it triggered my stuff yeah mm. my stuff that I can never make a house I can never mm. have a job it was my you know what I mean yeah. I think that's why it's yeah. its own wound yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You yeah. said it, like, but it you? went into this other place. Yeah. Yeah. It went to this yeah. other place. And also because somebody external is now yeah. seemingly judging yeah. me. But yeah. ultimately, I'm judging myself. You're judging yourself. Yeah. I'm judging That's myself and from. condemning yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's where the from. energy is coming mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's the sense of like, I'm exposed. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know how I'd pull that down into well, that's a nugget, not, you, like, Yeah, that's not your job. No, no, I'm just trying to say in terms of like what I find most challenging is like maybe separating mm. what and choosing what to tell you and what not to and like maybe kind of like not triggering you on certain things. That might go. God help you on that well, that's one. that's something you know that's really quite difficult. Yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah. It's quite difficult. It's difficult because that, that's mm. the thing I have to work on. But like we said, step one is just even knowing that I was Where? triggered. That's yeah. right. That was yeah. step one. And step two is therapy, frankly. More you know, therapy. You know, mm. bring on the therapy. Okay. But that's, that's the important thing is, I, I wouldn't say don't have the conversations. It's good to have the conversations because then you self-reflect. You know, like in your mom's position. Yes, it may come out at that point in time, yeah. not the way you want it, but it allows your mom to self self reflect. But it, because as you said, she's the kind of person that will then apologize. Mm. Yeah. So you know, there's no long term pain mm. out of it. I think I just find it turn turn hard in terms of like all or nothing. Yeah. I either tell her everything yes. or I tell her I can't. I literally <laughs> in in my life I have no middle ground. It's hilarious. I'm just mm. like I can't. I can't all be great. Can't yeah. be great. And so I think that's what I find challenging. Mm. What about you? 
Did we not have me? No. I swear the, the, boy, the husband. Oh yeah. The man. Oh, How did you get it out? She's blanked it out. Blanked it out. Okay. I, can, I can do another one just so that oh, you. No, no, but I'm okay. a, enough talenters. Well, okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> no, fine. no, 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 it's fine. The way your voice broke one. then. No, 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 and was there a moment where you shifted or are shifting? And like, what has that looked like? I find it uh, equally challenging parenting a child as, as parenting an, an, an adult. Mm. Because suddenly the, the parenting role seems to reverse itself. Mm-hmm. So now, though I parent injury as an adult, mm. she is, in some respects, it's a co-parenting role because she's trying to parent me mm. as well. So it makes it quite difficult, the, mm. the boundaries somehow become blurred um it's good to sit back and see the way that her life has has moved on Mm -hmm. and in some respects i'm i am incredibly proud Mm -hmm. of the person and the the woman joy has become given you know the rocky start she's had in life so i take a bit of credit for that (laughs) one does but as an adult, I still see she carries some childhood pain mm-hmm. with her. And because she's no longer a child and she's now a grown-up, I feel I have no control on, on, on having to erase some of that pain. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, for me, that's the, the challenge and the difference of parenting her mm-hmm. as a child and as an adult. I feel less in control mm-hmm. of some of her negative um, experiences mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not able to protect her in the same light, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm. I suppose we had we we had that experience because I had Alana and Sekai so was seventeen and just sort of getting ready to do her A levels and that's when I realised the difference. So like just wiped out with all the like physicality of mm. a new baby. It was mm. a premature baby who was like feeding every two hours. Mm. <laughs> that and then comparing that to the emotional needs of an older child mm. who wasn't necessarily happy at having yeah. a sibling or me being pregnant initially. No, no, initially. You, were, you were sorry. Initially. That's not right to say you were happy once she was there. Yeah, but initially, <laughs> but initially, I, yeah, she did say this mm. is a really bad time for me. I'm just about to do my A <laughs> That was what she said. That is the most you thing I think I've ever. <laughs> dearly she's the light of my life mm. yeah yeah so I think it's yeah I think that's why we were so tired because it was like being physically and emotionally I wasn't that tired. bad it's not that it's that bad mm. it's just that you're you are as an older child you start to ask these different questions that there's no yes or teenage no answer to it's hard you know parenting teenagers it's, is yeah, hard it's been it's emotional minefield it is it's so now yeah. yeah so now it's just you know I've got to think before I answer, I've got to think mm. these issues mm. through mm. in a way that you don't with the baby. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell them anything and believe you. As teenagers, they have to question mm. and they ask, and they're quite argumentative a lot of the time. Even the I nicest, was, quietest yeah. ones I really was. are very argumentative. I was awful as a teenager, not necessarily no. a teenager. I think it was, was when I went, or teenager. When I went to college specifically, yeah. because I was less 
in my bubble. Yeah. So I went to college in Cambridge with, and it was a public school. Mm-hmm. So everyone was like incredibly entitled and privileged. And I think it just showed me a different world and I became quite difficult, I think, quite antagonistic. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah, and but as teenage, mm-hmm. dumb, because I, I also had Jassie before and then the other girls before, because Joey's the last mm-hmm. one. So I, it was Jassie, three other girls and Joey that, that I took through teenagehood. Mm-hmm. So I realized it is just tough parenting mm-hmm. teenagers. Mm-hmm. So baby, good. Adult, good. Teenagehood, scary. Aww. Although to be fair, you didn't do it. You didn't have the classic teenage no, no. thing. But <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. From twenty five onwards, I think. But <laughs> yeah. But but I think the thing that you, I think, in a way, like, and and you have to take this the way oh, it's meant. The way it's meant. Right. In some ways, you're. You're more high maintenance than Alana in some ways because Alana's very self-contained. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I don't know, I don't know, I just had the feeling of the personality of the babies once they were born. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Sekai mm-hmm. was definitely mm-hmm. the baby mm-hmm. who came out going, it's too yes. hot in here! Yes. But you know, too bright. The journey was <laughs> terrible! Yes. You know, you she know, was already you. like that. Yes. Where is no. my food? <laughs> she had yeah. a fist in her mouth. Yes. So, you saw already yes, 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 the personality yes, of that yes, child. Yes. Whereas Alana, she's born by cesarean. They put first of all, oh, first of all, the minute they cut me, she must have put her leg right through, and the, the surgeon was going easy, tiger. <laughs> already well, seen, you already seen, and then he you lifts knew. up her face to see me. And honestly, the look on her face, she's like, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> really, she's really, I go from a warm wound to this. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's her personality. Yes. <laughs> it's like set. You see it already. You see it already. So, so Alana doesn't even let me help her with her oh, homework. She oh just no. shuts the door. Just stay where that's you are, mother. <laughs> stay where you are. And you know, another day, sometimes I ring her in the morning. It's better now. I ring her because just the sight of my face will set her off. Right? <laughs> no, no, really, really, just the sight of my face. And whereas with Sekai, she. You needed more reassurance mm. and more help with mm. your homework. You really needed somebody alongside. Yeah. yeah. And even now, I'd probably say, you know, if you go to the cinema, she's putting her arm around you at the scary bits, isn't it? And then we went to see, um, was it Life of Pi or mm. something else? And it was like, you know, the tiger like jumped yeah. out of the water. Yeah. This is some little child next to me. I was like, <gasps> and Alana was like, it's okay. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, like, she's like more adult than me. Like, stuff oh, that I find scary. Boring. She does it, she's like, that's fine. Yeah, there's some. She can yeah. handle heat and chilly. I'm like, oh, this is too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just like a little warrior. She's just like, yeah, yeah. she's a warrior. She's yeah. like, like this. Yeah. But also, I kind of think it's lucky it's gone the way it's oh, gone. Because otherwise, yeah. A lot of bully you. Yeah, I wish I'd frozen you as an embryo and you and Alana could have been born at the same time. So Not I'm the same like, time. Alana would bully you. Oh, she no. definitely would. She'd bully you. She, she yeah. She's just that strong a personality. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, she, yeah. and she doesn't She doesn't take the pedal off, the, does she? She doesn't take the pressure off. Wow. But she's me. lovely. She is. She's soft. Yeah, yeah, she definitely She's her own person. I mean, there have been moments there I was like, damn, am I strong enough? <laughs> no, just you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. like doors and stuff. And you're like, wow, yeah. you're like, I have got to win this one. <laughs> you know, show no weakness. Be stronger, mother. But seriously, mm-hmm. she's so strong. And if she's wow. like in there, yeah. 
you're like, wow, powerhouse. Yeah, I'm excited wow. to see where she goes. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Well, wow. ladies, thank you so much for thank joining. You. Thank you. And your amazing <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> it felt quite nice. It yes, it? it just flowed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We haven't killed you yet. So. No. <laughs> thank you.